Rad Radio presents the Rad Probcast. Get it? It's a podcast hosted by a guy named Rob. So it's a Probcast. Very clever. And now, here's your host, a guy named Rob. For this Probcast, we're back at Williams Manor. My wife, Christina, is with me once again. Hi, honey. Hey, y'all. And our friend, Danielle. Hi. So, before we get to why Danielle's here, I'm actually, like, beaming with pride a little bit with my wife. Because not only are you just amazing, and there's all these reasons that obviously I should be in love with you and and be proud of you being my wife. Talk slower. I mean, you served our country for 12 years. Mm -hmm. We spent a year in Afghanistan. And you're sweet, adorable, and you're very nice, and all that. This everything's recording, right? We are. I can get this um, all played back. Let's hope. Okay. Yeah, it's recording. <laughs> um, you're a recent law school graduate. Yes. And you finally also recently wrapped your head around getting, like literally 24 hours ago, since we are recording this. Yeah. Your uh, Lexus LC. Super duper 500 convertible, which you've had your eye on for a few years. I have. And and one of the things that I always have loved and respected about you is you didn't need me to complete you. And you take that seriously. And I've been pushing you because you're in law school. Shoving me. And and you're like, well, but babe, I don't know because, you know. And I'm like, babe, what, what, what you, you've heard me say it many times. Whenever things come up where we're doing something lavish... Mm-hmm. And you'll say, but should we, can we? And I always say, why do I work so hard? Right. And you've worked your ass off for the last three years. Mm-hmm. You're already, Literally. we'll keep this generic, you already have a lot of interest within the community about you as, a, as an attorney. And you finally wrapped your head around, I've earned this, and it's a gorgeous car, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, baby. And I just love seeing you embrace that. Well, thank you, Boo Bears. So sweet. <laughs> That That was very sweet. Very sweet. Thank you, baby. Yeah, no, I, I'm really happy that you, you pushed me to do it, and because I was very uncomfortable at first. I was, when I got my first Lexus, I was like, I love my first little baby Lexus, and then I saw that car. That was the first year that car was on the lot. The LC was on the lot. Right, we saw it together, and I was like, whoa, we saw it. I I want that. (laughs) (laughs) We saw it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, that's that's a that's a big girl car. Like that's my that's that is what I want to aim for, and that was my the middle of my first year of law school. I think sounds right. About the middle of my maybe towards the end of my first year of law school, and I was like, I want to do that, and so um, yeah, I'm glad the day has come, and I'm and you've played a huge role in pushing me to do that. So thank you. Well, I th- and I think that graduating law school is a reason to get something like that and for you to finally come to me and say okay babe I'm comfortable that we can afford this and do this even though I was telling you for months that yes we can I I just I'm really glad you did it and it's a gorgeous car and you look amazing in it thank you and it um, roars a little bit not more but it roars in a more um romantic way than the Corvette. Okay, so well, that's me subjective. Me and Danielle will be Thelma and Louising it, except we're not... I just learned that Thelma and Louise die at the end. Spoiler alert. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a 30-year-old movie. Oh, so. and I'm a 30-year-old one. Well, I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 30. Yeah. Oh. No, Thelma and Louise was the year... But you were, we're one gonna, year we're old. We're not going to do that part. We're going to go up to that point, and we're going to just Thelma and Louise it. Oop. What were we talking about? I'm sorry, Danielle. I promise I'm going to include you here in a second. <laughs> but I'm just talking about driving her off a cliff. No. <laughs> 
I just I just happen to know from from memory that Thelma and Louise. I'm almost sure it was 1992. So I said when you were one year old, and we were driving around the other day in Roseville, California, oh. and we were in the neighborhood that I when I we when we moved the the Rad Radio Show into Sacramento. That was where my first apartment was. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, because we were literally right around the corner from my apartment, I said, this is where I moved, you know, when you were eight. And you took a moment. Yeah, and I'm like, no, babe, May of 1999, you were eight years old. And I was living in this apartment, starting the the next big step for Rad Radio. That's how the cookie crumbled. These things happen. It did. So, Danielle, thank you for being here. Thank you for um, having me. A lot of you know, a lot of uh, listeners know you as Cardboard Cutout Danielle, <laughs> because uh, around a year ago at this time, when Major League Baseball was back and all they had were cardboard cutouts, we came up with this idea to have listeners send in pictures of themselves. And at one point, the studio was packed, but you were one of the more popular cardboard cutouts. You That's stood nice. out, and people noticed you. Everyone well, noticed. Which, know. which, first of all, why? What? I'm so curious, and we had. <laughs> Over a hundred listeners do it. What was the appeal of that, of of sending in of, of your picture and becoming a cardboard cutout as a listener? Honestly, this was all during COVID, the quarantine. It would. I, I was listening all of the time. So before COVID, I would still listen. I was listening to the show consistently. But when I was told not to go back to work, I was listening every day all day including on demand so i was like i want to be a part of this and i have severe fomo if you don't know what that is it's fear of missing out um (laughs) i was like i want to do this so i found my best photo and it was from the last party no excuse me this was new year's eve of uh uh 2019? 2019. Like Thank you're you. coming into COVID year? Yeah, we were yeah, coming yeah, into COVID. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I look no. cute here. The last New Year's Eve. The last New Year's <laughs> Eve. And I was like, I look cute here, so I'm going to send it in. And I bought the big one and then, you know, sent in my picture and it was, that was it. So uh, we're, we're all friends. You and Christina are very close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been a listener a lot longer. You've been a listener for a long time. Yeah, I feel like... I've been listening listening consistently since 99. So like when we came to Sacramento, you feel like you found us. Yes. And then when I moved to Seattle and I was mistaken, I thought you guys were in Seattle when I was in Seattle. That's not the case. Um, so when were you in Seattle? I was there. So my daughter was born in 2002. So I went there in the year 2000. We were in there. We were there in 2000. Okay. So we, we were in Seattle from... Uh, the fall of 2000 until the spring of 2001. It was a disastrous experience for the show. Okay. So um, I had my, so I was, I think maybe it was half the time that I was there. I remember vividly when 9-11 happened and I was working on Vashon Island in Seattle and I was like, I don't know what's happening and your show really got me and my coworkers through that. I was working in a medical office and I was like, what is going on? I mean, it was just such a shock, and your reporting that day was amazing. I'll never forget that. Thanks. Yeah, no, a, a lot of people still remember that. It was a turning point for the show, mainly in terms of, I think up until that point, because we were only two years into uh, being in Sacramento, three years into being having Dawn part of the show, um, and I think that, that 9-11 took us from, wow, you guys are really funny, you're shocking all that to oh there's also this side that yeah i was i was dabbling in that 
with my role. But when that happened, I just had to just go straight to I've got to report on this. And it seemed and then I think what really helped was allowing everybody the ability to just vent, just opening the phone lines and just let everybody let their emotions out. Because this was way before. I mean, you know, people forget 9-11-2001. Internet's barely a baby. Email's barely a thing. There's no texting. So all you have is the phone. And people just calling in and being scared, pissed, terrified, not knowing. Um, and thank God I was a dork already. And I knew the answers to so many things. Um, and that seemed to comfort a lot of people. So, Which, ironically, 20 years later, COVID. And it was the same thing. And that's why I told my team. I said, it's 9-11 all over again. Just let me handle this. And you guys bring all the emotions and the, the levity. So, so prior to COVID... You weren't listening nonstop. I wasn't able to just because of my job. You know, I'm in an office and people are bugging me all the time. But um, when you have multiple jobs, I so have you have a, jobs. you have a real job or a, a traditional job. I have. I work for the state of California. That's my nine to five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> although there's although. So let me ask you. I don't. I don't whatever you want to answer her. Like, like you hear. Oh, I work for the state. A lot of people have the reaction. I do. Oh, but there's a lot of benefits to that. Like, is it? There's amazing benefits. Yeah. But you work with a lot of like losers, don't you? Or lazy people. Or- I will say this. In the department, the the state agency that I work for, we, we work with investments. Um, I don't deal with a lot of losers. We handle as coworkers. As you co-workers. have good coworkers. We have great coworkers. Because the state workers I know bitch about their coworkers. No. That's awesome. I have an amazing boss. I can't imagine my life without him. I have an amazing Aww. boss. And I have great coworkers. We're very collaborative. I respect them. They respect me. That's why I've stayed in the same place for eight years. I've been in that position for eight years. And there's, I assume, a good pension at the end of the line. I will have a pension. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then you're also a realtor. I'm a realtor. So you do that at night or weekends or whenever you can? Whenever. I'd... Always. Wait, okay. are, you a, are you a licensed realtor? I am a licensed realtor. Okay. You can't call yourself a realtor unless you're oh, babe. a realtor. People right? can do whatever they want. Oh, they could, People they are shady. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Plus, in this market, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I am a licensed realtor. Um, real estate is a 24-hour job. So, luckily, I can do both, and I do them both very well. Uh, mm-hmm. My goal is to be... Um, a luxury agent. That's what I want to get into. I want to get into that market. The like seven-figure homes? Seven-figure homes. So this is inter- an interesting parallel between the two of you because law and real estate, as a client of both, you're absolutely right. I, I, and, and lawyers say this all the time, and, and my attorney who's been on the show, Kevin Huey, says this. Every, every client thinks they're the most important person in the world. And in the moment, we are. And you, it's like, why aren't you calling me back? Why aren't you available? And... That is the job. It's like all the time you have to be available. And I make my clients feel like they can reach. Well, they can. I don't turn my phone off. A lot of agents tell me, don't do that. You stop on Monday through Friday. Your 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 phone is on until 7 and the weekends it's off. No, it's not. Mm. If you need me at 1 a.m., I'm going to talk to you. If you need her at brunch when she's with me, she's going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, I'm like, okay, well, we'll take this. We'll take that. It's fine. I got this. And she's on the phone doing a deal. Well, but, yeah, but she's like months from now, you're going to be doing the same thing exactly. to her with that, clients. I know she'll understand just like that. I'm like, we're, yeah. we're booked and busy. Yeah. <laughs> booked so and busy. As, a, as a real estate agent, what? 
I'm no, sorry. No, I was talking about my. I was doing a jingle in my head, like booked and busy, and then I said I'll work on that. It, that was that was not the official debut of our booked and busy theme song. That's awful. I, well, I know. That's why I'm going to work on it's, it. It needs work, Robert. So, as a real estate agent, a lot of people actually are wondering. The market is red hot. Mm-hmm. Prices are through the roof. Equities through the roof. It's in your best interest to say everything's going to be great forever, but that's not true. So how how do you give us our your sixty second Danielle evaluates the real estate market thing before we get to the fun stuff? Okay, mm-hmm. so if you are a buyer right now, it is very difficult, especially if you're a first time home buyer. However, the market is slowing down, and homes right now we can list it on Wednesday, and we're going to accept an offer on Sunday. It's not it's not like that anymore. Homes are on the market for at least two weeks before, you know, you get that offer that you want. So I would say by the beginning of the year, buyers are going to have a better chance at getting the home that they want. They are going to pay a little bit more because we're getting priced out. You know, the home I just listed, we had accepted an offer. We're going to accept it tonight. It's going $20,000 over asking. Mm-hmm. And that's in Elk Grove. Where Only I, 20? Huh? Only 20? Only because I, I, have, I, have, I have somebody that just, a business associate who just moved here in Elk Grove, bought in Elk Grove. Um, the first house they made an offer on, they offered 50 grand over, and then they were snaked out of it by Bay Area buyers who came in with cash, 75 grand over. So when you say 20 grand over, I'm like, well, that's not a big deal. Well, Which, that's in the area that, I was, that I'm listed in, and when I, and I do live in Elk Grove. Out there, it's more. So down the street from my home, I was just looking to see what was going on. Homes are going for about 80,000 over. Whoa. And uh, one of the agents that, uh, the agent that listed the home, I actually know them, and I was like, was this a, ca- was this a cash buy? Was this financing? She goes, no, that was all cash. Wow. So it's rough for buyers right now, but it's not going to stay like that forever. It's 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 going to get better. So my my initial view right now is that it is going to plateau. It is. I don't think it's going to crash. No. I think it's going to plateau. It's not going to crash. Know, pending something awful that we can't predict, but it seems like it's going to plateau and then just stagnate for a while until whatever the next thing is. Exactly. Big or bad. Okay, good. That's the end of that talk. Yeah. Okay. So. Can I call wake me. up now? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Danielle. I'm just saying, call me. <laughs> oh, call Danielle. <laughs> Get me up on Instagram. You need a slogan. You, if you need me to, you know, write you a, a theme song, I can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So Danielle follows both of us on Instagram. So if you want to find her, yes. that's one yes. way. And so, she's tagged in 90% of my pictures in the past year or six months. Yeah, which brings us actually to the fact that actually a year ago we didn't know each other. Correct. So doesn't feel that way. The meet cute story. <laughs> Let's get to that. How did we all meet? Okay. You mean in person? Yes. Okay. Well, well can we do the rewind though? Because we had, so before we met in person. By all means, go ahead. Okay. I'm just here to facilitate conversation. Yeah, you better at storytelling than me because I'll go on. That's so funny you say that because I don't believe that, but I'll tell it. <laughs> so, um, I followed your wife, Christina, and. That's on me. Instagram. That's on Instagram. Me. And I was admiring her because she's a beautiful black woman as I am and I would notice not when were you a black woman I mean when did you start following her (laughs) I want to say last summer okay yeah I mean it was several months before we met in person yeah it had to been last summer 
Yeah. And there was, whenever your sister's wedding was, October. Is when October. I reached out to, to that track. So around October, you know, I said, oh my God, you look stunning. I know it's super hot out there. You know, your makeup looks amazing. And we kind of bonded over makeup because even though it's the year 2021, there are still not very many options for black women when it comes to makeup shades. Very true. Um, if you want to go back, if the, the old heads want to go back to those 1975 magazines mm. where the black models are there and their makeup is ashy. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think anybody really cared to match our, t our skin tones properly. There's a million shades of blackness. And undertones. Yes. I mean, olive undertones, red undertones. So that's where the ashiness comes in. It's when you mm -hmm. put on a makeup that's, they just go, oh, let's just put all this pigment in there, but we're not going to even pay attention to the undertones so that, you know, right. you don't look from the, So from the outside looking in as a white guy, it does seem like, though, it's exponentially better almost every month. Like when you drag me to Ulta or Sephora, yeah. it really <laughs> does seem like, there are so many more entire aisle caps that yep. are now all about black women and black shades. And, and you and I had, uh, Christina, an incident early on in our relationship where I started to figure out the whole various levels of, and I know this phrase triggers people and too bad, get over it, white privilege, mm -hmm. where we were talking about having a Band-Aid that doesn't look like your skin color. Yeah. And you like stopped me in my tracks. We were like, I think we were in the aisle at, at a Raley's. And I just like stopped and went, huh? It never occurred to me mm -hmm. that if you put a Band-Aid of traditional look on your skin, it's basically like a, hey, look at me, I'm an idiot, I, yeah, stare at me. Whereas if I put one on, nobody notices. Mm -hmm. and, and, and between that and then the progression of learning about things like makeup, it does seem like it's better. It, no, it's definitely getting, it's leaps and bounds better. I mean, with- Absolutely. I don't, I'm, I don't want to name drop, but- Fenty. We, Fenty Beauty. <laughs> Mac finally pulled their head out of their rear. Two faced. Uh, two faced. All, all of the they're they're expanding their um, complexion products, and that and it's like okay, everyone give up on the makeup or the eyeshadow palettes. We're done with those for now. I mean, we're, we have enough. Mm -hmm. We have enough. Let's work on complexion. I think that's where we got maybe last year, a couple, yeah, maybe even before. But I just started noticing it when Fenty came out. They were like, hey, this is how we're gonna do it now, and everyone, everyone kind of just followed suit and so it's a lot better i mean we went to ulta the other day or, or last week i don't know and um the area we're in i was like okay where are the and i had a moment like a flashback i was like where are my shades these are all beige <laughs> natural beige and whatever and i'm like uh, and i got down on the floor like i was yep. squatting on the floor <laughs> and i've like pulled their drawers out and everything because if um, spoil, not spoiler alert, but inside um, tip for those of you that go to the makeup places, Sephora and Ulta, the shelves, there are drawers under there where there are extra products. Yes. So pull those open if you don't see it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, there's the mahogany. There it is. There's the espresso color. Mm -hmm. There's all this. And we were in a very white predominantly yes. area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys are bonding on yeah, Instagram sorry. during the fall of 2020 yes. because that's when... Christina's sister got married. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then what? So then we were speaking more consistently, but still on Instagram. We would say hi Back to each forth. other every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. 
and she then yeah, and she would she would comment to me occasionally like, oh, this Danielle girl listens to you. She's like so neat. I was like, like, I started following her. I really like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it, and um, I was sending her, hey, this this place is having a sale, or here's a coupon, or here's here's a tip, and it was cool. So then January rolls around, and my husband and I, Al, um, we go to Q1227 in Roseville, an amazing restaurant. You need whoop, to go whoop. if you haven't been. Previous podcast guest, yes. Q, mm-hmm. the chef. Um, and we were with another couple, and I was waiting outside for our table, and I saw Rob on the patio, but I did not see Christina yet because she was sitting more by the window. And I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to be rude. But then you looked over at me and then I was like, well, he sees me. So I'm going to run over there and say hi. And then when I hit the corner, she jumps up out of her seat and she's like, Danielle. I fangirled her. And I even apologized later. I was like, I'm sorry I fangirled you because I was like, it's Danielle, babe, it's Danielle. Like, Danielle. And I got up before she even get to Rob because not only was I like in the corner, my back was to... Um, to like where if you ever go to Q you'll know my, my back was to wherever the, the whole restaurant was. Yeah. yeah yeah and so I see Rob do like this and if you're watching the YouTube video you'll see it but this kind of like approving head nod like yeah just come on over like come on <laughs> and so I'm like is the waitress what's what's happening is do we need another glass of wine um, <laughs> and then I see Danielle and Danielle if you've ever seen her in person if you're ever at Q you know when Danielle and Al walk in they're the governors <laughs> or the mayor here we go Danielle has this presence to her where it's like Danielle has arrived <laughs> so I was like it's Danielle like I'm at a Michael Jackson concert and so I get up and I pretty much attack her and then they get to have their greeting. So it's very sweet. That it was, was our very, first very meeting. sweet. So that was our that was our first official physical meeting. And then at that point, we have not stopped talking ever since. There hasn't been a day. There hasn't been a day or an hour where we don't talk. And if we don't talk, it's a problem. It's like I'm on I'm almost pressing the second one on nine one one. Where are you? Hello, excuse me. It's true. So yeah. when we were in Las Vegas in July for our mm-hmm. yay it's 2019 again vacation very brief um well hey at least we did it yeah. how you guys didn't talk as much but i know you're still talking we were texting we're te- we text we will like we use voxer which is a walkie talkie app and you just kind of it's instant voicemail so we would text and we would you can text through voxer or i would send a box every now and again or she would send a box and if we we have this system now where not what well, we've had the system where if we box one another it's like oh hey box for whenever and when the person gets to it they get to it and yeah i mean that's how we just when you have your brb it. code at some yeah. point if you're gonna need a break you'll say be right back and that yeah. means yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So i'm BRB, disappearing yeah, for a BRB, while yeah. yeah yeah and we also know because we talk so much like you're probably the first person i talk to in the morning yes, besides my husband <laughs> And or you might be the first person because he's probably sleeping. Um, we kind of know what our day is like. So if I know that she's hanging out with you for the day, I try not to bother her because that's your time. But I, if I do Vox, I'll just say, hey, Vox, for whenever you're done. Yeah, so, ditto. Yeah. yeah, we but we know. In fact, Al asked me if we have GPS trackers on each other. <laughs> oh, man. We might be there. I mean, did we, <laughs> we, we, we might start doing that. <laughs> I think we just we tell each other, hey, I'm exiting here. I'll be there in like two minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> we don't need it because we tell each other. <laughs> so 
In six years together, though, I've never known Christina to have a black girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So what's the attraction or how did this work? Because this was, like you said, this was like hard and fast. Like, yeah. like if you guys were Giggity. were a couple, <laughs> people would be like, this you're, is too much. This is too fast. Yeah. So how did this happen? Uh, okay. So what was that for me? I don't care. I'll catch the ball. Catch the ball. Um, so... Um, I think, so I have not had a lot of black women in my life when it comes to just like friends that I just connect with. I just said that. I'm aware, sir, (laughs) Robert. (laughs) And so, so when I met Danielle, we had this similar experience with the black community, the black female community where um we just weren't always accepted i mean how would you word it where it was not that we weren't accepted but it was almost kind of, it was like a every time we we were we a new person yeah it's like they sized us up they did, they may not have liked us or something of that sort right but hold, just, on, let's, hold on let's back this up so, for everybody why why in the world because you're both of you are on the darker side of being black so there's all this stuff in the black community that people don't understand a lot of black people don't understand, and white people don't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. So there's this skin tone thing. You can be too light. I guess you can be too dark. You guys are in the middle of the spectrum, as I see it visually. So why don't they accept you? What, what is the problem? Can I correct you on something? Yeah, Please, yeah, yeah. by all means. You can never be too light. Right. Light is right. That's how it's just been. It came from slave days. You know, the the light-skinned slaves were the ones in the house. They were considered the attractive ones. So they could be in the house, a house Negro, if you will. And then the ones that looked like me and Christina, unless, and you know, we're both attractive. We might have been treated better, but see, that would also have been a hindrance for other reasons that I'm not going to bring up. But... Um, there is this thing such that's called colorism, and um, right. So I didn't I didn't misstate the fact that you, there is a there's a stigma. There's but a you stigma. can never be too light, though, as a black of person. You can never be too light because that it's it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, well, I think what we're all what Danielle's trying to what we're both trying to say is basically, and I think you you know you know you know this is that. That has been what the argument is in the black community. That oh, right. you're too dark, you're too light. But that's that is colorism, and you, yeah, no, that make does that make sense? It makes sense. But what? But there's there's no such thing. And if you take, we want to get rid of colorism. Yes. And getting rid of colorism means there's no too white, too too light, too too dark. Everyone's beautiful, and it's the same throughout, like across races and everything like that. So I think that's where which what, what we I don't agree on that. Yeah. And, and what I really don't understand when you step back, especially now in 2021, where we have all of this body positivity movement, yeah. where rightfully so, every shape, size, look, let's use women as an example, are accepted and are beautiful because the truth of the matter is, someone is attracted to everything. Exactly. So I don't understand this argument. A lot of us don't understand this disagreement or argument within the black community of certain people saying you're too light, you're too dark, you're not black enough, and and the, you're not black enough can also have to do with behavior mm-hmm. and words. Mm-hmm. So I, so back to my question: Why? What was what was the objection that the two of you experienced within the black community? Well, for for me specifically, well, not even specifically, this is what we connected on. When Growing up, we were always told, oh, you talk white. Or, oh, you, the, predominantly most of our friends growing up were white people. Like, we had, we didn't have a lot of black friends. Um, 
obviously Danielle can chime in whenever, but we didn't have a lot of black community around us when it came to our friend group. Only on Sunday. Right. When you go to church. <laughs> and so Were was, there not black people where you lived? There, not me. There were not a lot for me and the and the ones that were around where I lived did not like me because of my surroundings being mostly white people. So you talked too white and you hung out with too white. Right. They thought I was just trying to be white. So when I hear you say you talk too white, that to me is so offensive. Very. What very. does that mean? What are you, So you're, are you supposed to sound a certain, what, cultural way, ignorant way? What? There's what does a, that mean? Well, that's the, this, and this is the problem with, this is my problem. I'm going to say my problem with Hollywood. When you see black people in most movies being portrayed, they're portrayed as, like if I was to be in a movie, I might be portrayed not as a lawyer or somebody dignified. I might be a prostitute or I could be a single mom with five kids and I have some type of uh, different um, accent, I guess I could say. You have to talk more hood. I was trying not to say that, but yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that's I it. I mean, you're that's on the real. Cast, you got <laughs> That's real. I just, it's just so hard because I've heard this all of my life. And yeah. it is when somebody says, Danielle, you speak so well. Oh, God. You are so articulate. Like they don't expect that from you're you. You're really pretty for a black girl. Oh, she's the prettiest black girl I've ever seen. So, and that, and that, and that, and that just so black so women wait, I, can't. I'm sorry. I need to clarify. Okay. You've actually had people tell you. You speak so well. All my life. Well, because like I speak well and I've never had anyone say that to me that I can ever remember in my life. Because they wouldn't expect you not to. Yeah, because it's expectation. You start, your baseline is you are going to speak eloquently. You're going to, you are going to present yourself with, with some sort of class, for lack of better terms. The baseline that's what, what I grew up with, what I think Danielle grew up with, the baseline is that people see us as oh, wow, I didn't expect them to, to rise above, to rise to this level. I thought, I was expecting this, and so it's like, oh, you speak so well, because I wasn't expecting that of you. So Looking basically, at you, I wasn't expecting you to sound like you do. You're, you're, okay, the way I hear that then is basically you're some sort of child or handicapped person, because that's how we talk to people. Non-civilized person. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, because, I mean, I don't, so I equate it more to, like, it's more common to come across children or handicapped people and the way a lot of people do, oh good for you you did mm, that bingo that's how I'm hearing it that bingo yeah and this is common you've, yes you've both experienced this a lot yeah all of my up, life yeah when was the last time Christina you experienced it that you remember uh, so um, I worked in a position when I was working for the federal government I was um, I would have to speak to people on the phone to set up my meetings prior to uh, meeting them in person. And so they'd hear my voice before they saw my face and I'd say, okay, we're going to meet at insert location here and we're going to have this meeting and yeah, see you then. When I would walk in, they would not even consider that I was the person they were meeting. Cause I would always tell people I'm wearing a red shirt and I have on blue shoes, horrible outfit, but you know what? It's good. for (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So this is what I'm wearing. This is what to look for. And it's almost like they would look past me and there were a few people that were 
and I, the bold is not the word because I feel like there's a little bit too much of a positive tinge to that, but a few people were, had the audacity to say, oh, I didn't expect you to look like, you, you sound so different on the phone. I'm like, different how? But in my position, I wasn't going to ask that when, which, I mean, I think Christi, today's Christina would have been like, different how? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, please explain yourself, yourself. But yeah, so that's most recent, which that's what, three, four, four five years ago? What about you, Daniel? Do you, do you get it still? I get it in real estate. Um, this is why sometimes I, when I market myself, when I send you know, postcards out to neighborhoods, like the ones you always get in your mail. Hey, this house just sold for whatever. Are you looking to sell your home? I don't put my picture on the flyer because I know that somebody will not call me just because that they see a black woman on the postcard. Um, there's been a situation before when I worked for a, a popular cable company where I was doing customer service and this li- very elderly lady was having issues with her bill. She didn't pay it. That's why it wasn't working. And she was like, these N-words with the hard R, they're, it's their fault. They're watching me through my television because she didn't realize that I was black because of how I speak. Wait a minute. Wait. She... She called, is that why she called the cable company? She called the cable company because her cable was not working. And when I looked her up, she, her, her bill was passed too. So I was going to why was it, give her a credit and just turn it back on. Why was it their fault that, what? That, I, I missed the N-word connection. They, like, wasn't she just You talking? can't, <laughs> she was a racist. I mean, she you can't make sense of that. She was just conversation? Yeah, she was, I was just talking to her. I said, because at first I said, you know, ma'am, I think what I'm looking at, your bill is past due, and I would be happy to just turn it back on. I'll give you a credit, you know. I'll give you some free some some free channels. And she was like, "Well, you know, it really doesn't matter because of these n words and the ones watching me through my TV." And I was like, "Well, I guess you ain't getting nothing for free." <laughs> so your so your marketing calculus is because I mean one of one of the rules that we aren't allowed to say out loud, but we should be, is that sorry, but beautiful people get ahead in life, but. Your calculus is, I'm a really attractive woman, but I happen to be black, so I'm not going to put my picture. Because that, to me, that's insane. Like if, like if, like whenever Christina is 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 marketing her law firm, I'm like, put your face everywhere. You're gorgeous. But now there's this calculus of, oh wait a minute, mm-hmm. you're black, and so we have to maybe not do that. There are certain neighborhoods where I would not send my postcard with my photo. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean. You're familiar with those neighborhoods. Yes. No, that makes that's it not makes sense. Not you personally, but you you know that we are familiar with places we would or would not go when it comes. If we want to just have a drink somewhere, go to dinner somewhere, we either no. I mean, we're not stopping any any ignorant people, any ignorant behavior. We're not going to let that stop us from going somewhere. However, we do know. Hey, we're going to be in this mode. We put ourselves on a little bit of a heightened awareness. So I think that's kind of how it translates, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. So when they call, when I get the phone call, I win them over already because I believe I'm a people person. So I've already won them over. So when they actually meet me, they're like, well, I already like her. So (laughs) I don't care that she's black, (laughs) you know, but that's, that's what I have to do. And it's so unfair. You know, I have to work so hard. But I don't, I don't in with, with either of you or your husband, Al, who we're going to get to, 
I don't in any way feel like you guys, and I say this on the air all the time about Christina and me, that you you guys walk through life as victims. You, no. we, I know Christina and I, we don't walk out of the house looking for racism. No. And that's not our go-to thing. In fact, it's usually the last thing. If, if we have a bad experience, we run through everything else and then go, oh, crap. Is that what it was? But it, and that's rare. Yeah. So, so because I, because I think a lot of people in this polarized society that we live in think that a lot of minorities, not just black people, but a lot of minorities are just looking for everything is racism all the time, which I think is a pretty toxic way to go through life. It's, it exists, but you can't be looking for it all the time. Right. It, it, and it just sucks. So the the place I'm at, and sorry, my back is semi to Danielle. You're fine. So I never know if I cut you off. No, so you're no, you didn't cut me off. You're sorry, fine. babe. My back's going to you. Danielle gets priority. I love you <laughs> from the rear. Oh, he loves me from the back. <laughs> <laughs> back on track. My, I feel like yeah, we don't look for it, but to kind of go full circle and go back to the common issue that Danielle and I had and what has been a connecting what was an initial connecting point because now we just connect on everything it's like everything we do you like I, I feel like um we live these little like parallel lives or whatever the connection was that we weren't always accepted by our community females specifically in my opinion or just yeah in my opinion females specifically but even though I don't look for that I've grown and it's made me have some sort of like, not armor, but uh, some sort of strength where I, if I feel like someone is treating me that way, the way that I grew up where they're like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to go toe to toe with you until I like you. It's like, okay, well, I don't have time for that. If you, if you are going to see me and the first thing you think is your competition or I don't like you or whatever negative thing that you have no backing to before you think that I have positive traits then I just don't have any reason to give you my time because my time is you're you're lucky to have my time just like I'm lucky to have your time but if that I'm just not going to tolerate that it's built a level of lack of tolerance for bullshit that type of bullshit so for me I think it's not I agree with that yeah I, I just don't think it's going to be it we're not looking for it but we're ready for it if you guys want to be biscuits. Well, Always have to be ready for it. And yeah. you you have... It's interesting because it seems like I have a really good radar with white people. And okay. you have the really good radar specifically to black women. Because our I think our biggest incidents have been with mean black girls. And you've spotted them long before I've even known what's going on. Tony Braxton concert. Yeah, when we were in Reno a couple years ago, and you gave me a heads up, and I'm like, huh, what? And uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was all about. Um, I don't really have any, anywhere to go with that. No, it, it's, it, yeah, I, I think it's just we leave it there, and that's as much attention as I give it. It's just like, okay, I recognize this is where you're at in your life, and hopefully you progress to the point where you see another black woman, and you think, Hello, beautiful black queen, whatever. Like, hello, sisters. What? We're all brothers and sisters. Black, white, whatever. Brown, yellow, purple. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. I feel like there's there are people that they're either not going to develop or they haven't developed yet, to where they see someone and they think positively. They want to welcome them in their circle, before they reject them until they're welcomed. And that I just I don't have time for that. And I think that's where Danielle and I connect. We don't have time for that. 
Well, and me. Not at all. Just like we're like magnets where it's like, I just want to support you. I want you to support me. And we're in this, we're in this together. Damn oh, COVID, COVID. ruined that Oh saying. my gosh. Uh, <laughs> well, you get and, the and point. The environment, <laughs> the environment today does not help because we're all so divided and so and pissed. bitterly pissed. And, and that's and, another thing. It's, that's, the last year has made everything so hard, especially being a person of color. I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest. I really didn't um, experience much racism growing up. I can count on my finger how many times I was called the N-word. And I'm, I'm older than Christina. But, but younger than me. Bit. Younger than you. Everybody's younger than me. I'm right in the middle. But <laughs> I will say I haven't, like, it, my husband would have a different story, so you'd have to talk to him about that. My story's a little bit different. However, I see it all. I see everything. Last year, it's like things came to a head, and I don't... After George Floyd? Uh, yes. And maybe around the election, too. Seems like George Floyd was maybe we could go with lit the lit the fuse that was inevitable and it burned all summer and then yeah the election and everything afterwards well i will also say i saw a little bit of a it was, something happened with the kneeling when when the kneeling started when when kaepernick started kneeling people were like and my dad's a vet well he's no longer with us but he was a vet we had a flag outside of our home um i love my country and I respect the military and I respect the police. I respect the good policemen. Um, but it's just hard because I knew what he was kneeling for. And I don't think that it was disrespectful. But so many, so many believe that he was being disrespectful. And it took George Floyd to die in such a horrendous manner for so many people to wake up. That's what Kaepernick was kneeling for. That's what he was kneeling for. Do you really think enough people have woken up? No. I mean, I'm trying to figure out exactly a year and two months since what's changed since George Floyd. Hmm. What progress has been made. There is more awareness. There has been no police reform. They continue to talk about it. I mean, the conversation? The cops are between, you know, timid because they're scared to death, which isn't good for any of us. And at sometimes I think from what I've seen almost impulsively the bad cops are more aggressive than they should be. So I'm not sure what what exactly has changed. Like you said, I think it's a conversation thing. People people are now talking about it. And there are people that really had a come to Jesus moment. They're like, "Wait a minute. This is not what I thought it was. There are people that now understand what Colin was doing. They know that, okay, people say police brutality, what was he doing? Um, he, he robbed a store the day before, so he deserved it. Nobody deserves to die. So I think the fact that we had a video for about nine, what, what it ended up being like almost 10 minutes. Yeah, originally we thought it was 8.46. It was right. what, nine minutes and 10 seconds? Yeah. yeah. It's awful. So I think when people saw that knee on his neck for that long, I think that kind of was showing people, okay, that something needs to change, but you're right, nothing really has changed. But people are having more conversations. 
And honestly, I, I think it's the younger people that are going to have to end up doing something because it's my daughter's generation that's going to make the change. We're not going to be able to do anything. I, old, I really don't see that. How old's your daughter? She turned 19 in June. I said an air bubble. Okay. That's you sorry. Just keep no, that to I yourself. Didn't know if that, I, I didn't know if it came out on the microphone. So, and you've mentioned Al a number of times. He's your husband, but not the father of the 19-year-old. He is not, but he thinks he is. He okay. believes he is. So how long have you been with Al? We got together in 2014. We met in June 2014. We got engaged August of 2014. Got married June of the next year on the day that we met. So um, take me through the process of... So 2014, that's only seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So how did you meet Al? So um, I was online dating. And I was on a few websites. And I started online dating because I wasn't really meeting anybody of substance, just being out of my everyday life. I was, there's jerks everywhere. There's jerks online. There's jerks on online. Church, Safeway, whatever. Can I say Safeway? Well, yeah. I, I said it. Um, at the club. And I really wasn't a club person. The club. At the club. I just wasn't a club person. I was a single mom. Like, well, I, I just, that wasn't my thing. So, um, but the online dating wasn't working for me because I've been on it for a couple years. So this particular day, it was June 27th, you know, I was just doing things around the house. Oh, you remember the day? I do remember the day. June 27th, 2014? 2014. It was in the afternoon, and I had my computer set up. In the afternoon? I remember. Mm. I remember. And um, this this (laughs) particular... I'm just setting the mood. (laughs) This particular... We need a candle. (laughs) And this particular... uh, afternoon, I was looking at my computer and I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm done dating. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just going to love on myself. That sounded gross. Well, self care is good. Self care is real. Do Self care is real. However, <laughs> I didn't want to be on. I didn't want to be on the dating sites any longer. So, I was trying to figure out how to delete my profile in this. Uh, so, so had you been on dates via online oh, dating? For sure, absolutely. And they I just all turned out to be crap. They, so what I learned, here's a, here's a tip for those women out there. I was so sick and tired of going on these dinner dates that last, they could last from two to three hours sometimes, right? And you're just sitting there and like, it's just awful. It's a waste of my time. And I don't like wasting other people's time. I'm, I'm surprised knowing you that you sat through that. Because you mm-hmm. seem to me like the kind of person after 30 minutes to be like, this isn't going to work. There, okay, so I will mm-hmm. say there were times when I had my girlfriend call me. And I was like, listen, if, I, if you don't get a text from me within 45 minutes, just text me and say, hey, my daughter, her name is DJ. DJ sick. She's throwing up. Whatever. I would get those phone calls because she's like, okay, let me give her a call. But... I was sick of getting all dolled up and mm. just going out and it's like, God, you suck. <laughs> so what I started implementing is if you're interested in me and you want to meet, let's go to Starbucks for about 15 minutes. Cause I'll know trial run within five to 15 minutes. If we're good, if I like you during coffee or tea, then we can do that because I just didn't have the time or the patience anymore. And it was just getting, it, it was, it was bad. So, I wanted to get rid of my profiles. So as I'm trying to search, trying to find how to delete my profile, I got a ding and it's somebody who sent me a message and it was my now husband. And he said, are you going to church today? Cause it was a Sunday. This is his very first communication. His very first, he said, hello. 
are you going to church today? And I thought, and I was not going to church that and day. And why would he say busy. that? He's a Christian, and God is very important to him. And he, he had wanted, you made it clear in your profile that like you were way into church or God or anything? Or? I, I put on there that I'm a Christian. Okay. But I know now knowing him, I know his values, and he would want to be with a woman that has some type of spirituality, faith in God, whatever. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I, um, <laughs> we started talking and he, he, it was funny. He made a joke. He was on another dating site called Black People Meet and I was on it as well, but I didn't like the interface. It wasn't very user-friendly. So anytime I got a message, I guess I ignored it. He reached out to me on Plenty of Fish and I was just like, whatever. So he was like, you know, I hit you up on Plenty of Fish and you ignored me. And I was like, I swear I did it. I really didn't. I just don't, I don't like their website. So wait, he hit you up on on Black People Meet first, and then he he, he saw me on, and on Plenty was, of Fish. Okay, got it. Okay, okay. And we met on Plenty of Fish. Okay. So we started talking, and um, we met the Wednesday. So that was Sunday. So we met the Wednesday after that. So just a few days. So you you didn't go to church that Sunday. I with did not him. go to church. I was cleaning my house. <laughs> I don't She's go to like church every Sunday. That Sunday. I'm not. The, <laughs> I don't go to church every Sunday. I used to as a child. I just don't do that. Um, and if you're a real Christian, you know that you don't have to be in a church to praise the Lord. You don't have to do that. Um, so Wednesday comes, I'm on my lunch break at work and we meet at this restaurant down the street from my job and he pulls up and I was like, he's cute. <laughs> and, um, his arms. Okay. Were, the arms. It's, the it arms. is the arms, Rob. <laughs> There's something about his arms. Like, take now a look the next time. Arms. Well, no, next time I see Al, I'm going to, like, be... Yeah, we're going to be staring at yeah. his arms. Just take, take a look. look. Just take a look. Because like, does he have, like, Popeye forearms? Or he's what just is it? He's just a big dude. He's just like, uh. He's, like a, he's just such a man. That's what I was telling my friends. When I see him, I, I just see a man. And it's just so sexy. And he has the most beautiful smile. And so... So that's interesting. So, because... It, First of all, I don't disagree with anything that you said. He, his smile is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you describe him as a big dude. And he is manly, but he and I are like the same size, the same height. But it's you're right. Presence. He presents as a man. It's his presence. Yeah. Like it's the beard. The beard. The beard. And, and the, wa- <laughs> the beard. Yeah, he has a beard. He has like a, be- a beard. <laughs> yeah, but, but there, so as a man, though, as a guy, I wouldn't screw with Al. No. Even though he is very presentingly passive, peaceful, friendly, but if if things escalated, I'd be like, Mm-mm. you're in trouble. Well, okay, for a small, short, very short story, I know that's unheard of for me, but without like when because you know how Danielle and I we box all the time, and so there will be times I'll tell her something, and it's kind of like we you'll be sleeping or you've already given me the advice or something of that sort. Because we have different bedtimes, because, you know, 3 a.m. wake up time. Um, <laughs> 2.30, actually, but okay. Oh, jeez. Just saying. So, when, so, Danielle and Rob, Danielle, Al, and me, there are various times where either one is listening in on our boxes because we're just around our husbands all the time. And there will, sometimes there will be cases where Al will want to lecture me for a second, and he's like, hey, sis. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> And I sit there and I go to my timeout corner. That's why I mentally I'm like, I'm in timeout. Al has spoken. 
all right, so I'm not messing with them. I don't talk back. I'm like, yes, you're right, Al. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. So that's exact. I think that's well, what you're. And <laughs> I, I hadn't put this together until now, but Al is a lot like your dad. He is, yeah. Uh, probably what ten years younger. I'm like, give or take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your dad is the same way. A giant of a human being, but very presentingly passive, friendly, get along, but goddamn. Mm, if I had to mess with one of them, I'm messing with Al because your dad's going to kill me. <laughs> I'm sure Al would kill me too. But, I mean, your dad. It would be more gentle death. <laughs> yeah. So that's not, that's not surprising. Yeah. That makes so, sense. I mean, that's how I see it. But I, I know it's different in the man world. But it's kind of like I see Al as like my big brother. And it's almost yeah. like the quick and fast thing like that, like with mm-hmm. our friendship. So yeah. yeah. All right. So you meet him and he's got these amazing arms. He's got oh. these amazing arms. So we, we have lunch. And we enjoyed each other's company so much, we decided to have dinner that evening. So I call that our first, second date. Aww. So I rushed and get this dress. And <laughs> I did. Really? Like you literally had to buy it? You couldn't find a dress that you owned? I, no, you, we don't you, do that. You don't, women. Under, you don't no. understand. I no, wanted something I don't. fresh. I wanted mm-hmm. something new. I wanted to be extra cute for him. So I bought something new. And so that was the day I got my first red light ticket. <laughs> Were you speeding? Were you like? I went right in the light. My picture. They sent it to me in the mail. My picture was there. That was my first red light Aww. ticket. I'm trying to get home to get myself together so I can go meet him. What, what happened to your state job? Are you not working? It's a Wednesday. I wasn't working at the state when I oh, met him. Okay. All I right. was working. I was um, a counselor for uh, homeless veterans in the It was a behavioral health center. And my job was to get our vets back on the straight and narrow after they've been, you know, hooked on drugs or they have mental health issues. I loved that job. The only reason why I quit is because I was paid off of grants. And every September, I'm looking over my shoulder yeah. like, Who's going do I still have a job? Yeah. I was a single mom. Yeah. So I had to do something. New stability. But on this day, they had to wait because Al needs a second date. That's right. Yeah, and you got to get a dress. That's right. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I was rushing. I had like two hours. So I go to, I go to dinner and um, he's so sweet. I had to, he, he, he was there first and he's that guy that will um, pull out your chair. And when I went to the restroom, he got up. Those are things you see in movies. Super men, old school. Most men don't do that, right? So that, I think our reservation was at eight-ish. We got done with our dinner and we stayed in the parking lot till around 3 a.m. listening to music and talking. Um, just sitting in the car. Just sitting in the car. We weren't doing anything crazy. We were just laughing. And you weren't you weren't kissing. Nothing kissy, yet. Kissy? Nope. We did not have a kiss then. Wow. Our first kiss didn't come until a week later after I got back from Dylan's Beach. We weren't well, we a couple of sluts? We were. Oh, you guys were total track. sluts. <laughs> we weren't sitting in the Whores. car at three a.m. We were whores. <laughs> whores. <Man>. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So they go to church that Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, so yeah, Al is very, um, he's, I, I love a man that can make me laugh and we laugh every day there. Mm. He's very silly and he's, um, I don't know. He's my person. Well, somehow when the four of us get together every single time, there has not been a time we've been together where I have not had face hurting laughter. Mm-hmm. Don't I talk to you about that? Yeah. No, I talk he, to you about that. Every time, every time we come home, or just even when we're in the moment, Rob is just like, I don't see that laugh that often because Rob's a hard laugh. Like, 
I try. I, I, I mean, I, I'm funny. I always say I'm the funny one in the relationship. Right, which is funny, but not like ha-ha funny. It's mm-hmm. just like sad funny <laughs> that you say that. I mean, I think it's true, but whatever. <laughs> but when the four of us are together, the, the guttural laughs and the genuine laughs that I see from Rob, it's not like the, oh, we're in front of clients, so laugh at their dumb jokes. Not We love you, clients. But... Um, <laughs> Nice save. And some of y'all, wow. are, some of y'all are pretty funny, or just in front of like me, and, and <laughs> it's just a real genuine laugh, and we always have a great time. So I think it's y'all are kind of stuck with us. Just saying, sorry, not sorry. You're definitely stuck with me. I know your wife is scary. Yep. Huh? She's very scary. She may be little, but I'm I would never want to cross her. She's very, very scary. <laughs> Well, it's because it's like the, the whole, you know, oh, you're going somewhere. Oh, I'm going to go see my friend. Oh, you're coming to see me? What friend? <laughs> you're, I'm your friend. In Christina's <laughs> eyes, I'm her only friend. But Danielle does the same thing. She just doesn't want to admit it. I do. I'm just not as vocal about it. Mm. Like when you went to San Diego without me. Yeah, well. <laughs> you were invited. I was busy. My husband was acting. So, Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what our boxes are like, yeah. by the way. Just a sneak peek. So, um, trying to get this back on track in some way. Um, actually, I think all four of us share that that sneaky, scary quality, to where any one of us, when you put us in the wrong spot, is going to be a very form- formidable adversary. But it, I, I think it takes a lot to get any one of us there. Al and I much more so than you two because you're a little more reactionary. Because somehow I, you know, oh, Al and I. Um. Uh, I don't want to say tolerate. Uh, ah. uh embrace mm. how okay. you guys are sometimes. Hmm. How are we, Rob? I don't understand, babe. Yeah. Can you just give an example? So you guys can hmm. be very and and I think Al and I, without ever talking about it, we 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 love this because it is what makes you guys you. Okay. But you can be very <laughs> funny and um. Oh. Uh, not loud, not loud, loud's not, not loud. right. Crazy, goofy, um, silly, making no sense. I feel like none of these words are words you actually I don't like the use. making no sense. <laughs> I, make, make no sense. <laughs> I make a lot of sense. There not all the time. we don't make sense. Not all the time. There's a lot of times you don't there make sense. There are times we don't make all sense, right. but well, those are the best times. We're cute, so it's fine. Yes, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, and We understand each other. That's all that matters. Right, and that is all that matters. That is all that matters, to be honest. What you told me once, though, uh, Danielle, uh, because this, this is the essence of Al, okay. this story about the old woman and the mm. hill. Do you remember that? Yes. Because this is Al. Yes. This is the, the person so many of us should strive to be, and most of us can't. Yes. Um, this has happened a few times. The, the woman on the hill was, uh, we just got back from Shasta Lake not too long ago. And um, we were, you know, taking things from the houseboat and bringing them to our vehicles. And Al had just had hip replacement surgery. So you, Al is the guy that I'm not allowed to carry anything. His slogan for me is, your feet can't touch the ground. So I'm not allowed to do anything. <laughs> this weekend, it, it was all me because he just got his hip replaced. So... I'm taking all the stuff in my car and I'm and I just saw him at my car. So I'm looking, I'm like, where is my husband at? And I'm looking and I see him. He's got this little mm. lady locked in his arm and he's carrying not carrying her, but walking her up the hill to her son. Just like, some total stranger total on the stranger. street. He just saw her, she was struggling. 
And he went and got her. We were in San Francisco one time, and this old lady, I, th- I think she was half blind. I don't think she should have been out by herself. Mm. To be honest, if she was my grandma, she would have been out by herself. No, no. But whatever. So he was like, babe, hold on, stay here. And he took her to the restaurant that she wanted to go to. He walked her over there. And that's yeah. that's what he does. He's just that guy. He, And it's, it's so hot. It's, <laughs> it is so hot. I'm like, like, who does that? I mean, really, who does that anymore? Nobody cares about little mm-hmm. old ladies anymore. People look the other way. They don't. They don't yeah. care. Oh, I'm busy. I got to get back to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he will drop everything to help this little old lady. And I'm like, where was her son? Because <laughs> like, yeah, when son we at? first heard the story, the son was waiting at the location that Al took her to. <laughs> right, why did I'm he like, come down to get her? I'm like, where the hell is this asshole son? <laughs> like, get your mother. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Al, he is very big on, you know, respecting your elders and, and this and that. He loves he loves elders and babies. That's his thing. Elders and babies. Everybody in between. Who cares? Don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> So as a so as a longtime listener, and we've spent a lot of time together. I mean, you've spent a lot more time with Christina, but we've spent a lot of time together the last few months. What is what is different? If you could pull the curtain back for listeners, what is different knowing me and Christina, but hanging out with us than what you hear on the air? Where where's the where's the like? Oh, okay, this is what he's not showing or doing or saying. Do you really want me to say this? Yes, yes, absolutely. we do. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I think a lot of people get the impression that you're a dick. Well, I am a dick. Hmm. I am a dick. I mean, I can be a dick. Everybody, I don't know that I am a everybody dick. Everybody can be a dick. I don't think I walk around being a but dick. But I think people think, and I know that you you are a self proclaimed arrogant man. I know you like <laughs> to say that. But I think people need to know you. You're a sweetheart. You're funny. You're you're. Well, everybody knows you're smart. You're very intelligent. I get all my news from you. When I see when I want to text you so bad sometimes when I see like a an alert, a breaking news alert, and I'm like, I want to text Rob to see like what does he think about this. But I wait because you're going to talk about it the next day. I already know you're going to. But I, I kind of just want people to know that. You you got to give these people on the radio a break because you're you're just getting a piece of them. They have a job to do. Their your job is to of course bring entertainment, and nowadays you're bringing the news. I mean, all it is is news right now. Between what we have elections, then we got recall elections, we got COVID, we got masks, and who's not wearing them? Like that is you took that upon yourself as your job, and no matter what, you're still a human being. Everybody on the show is a human, and as somebody that has spent some time with you, the first, when I sat down with you for our first meal, I was like, he's truly a sweetheart. He's just a sweetheart. And I will kill anybody that messes with you. <laughs> She's not joking. I know how to get rid of bodies. <laughs> you might want to edit that out. And I'll help. Yeah. Don't edit that out. So, um, as I didn't a- like you a long time ago. Ooh, on the air? I didn't. Yeah. We're diving deep. Well, no. I mean, he has a thing and there was listen, yes, I I've been I've been I've been listening since I was 20 years old. No, okay. I'm a little older now and I and I've had a little bit more life experience. There were parts of your show that I just didn't agree with and there were times when I stopped listening. I'm just going to be honest. You've had different iterations of the show, right? And there were certain times when I'm like, mm, I don't think I want to listen right now because I just don't not that I didn't agree. It was just sometimes it was too much for whatever reason. Now that I'm older, more mature, and I've learned, I've lived a little bit more life, I can listen to it all. 
regardless if we're friends or not. Because even if I disagree with you as a friend, I'm going to tell you. And that's why I think I'm a good friend because I don't kiss your ass. I'm, I'm never going to mm-hmm. kiss your ass. I'm going to no, tell you. If you said you something, feel. if I think you should have said that to your husband, shouldn't said that to me. Mm-hmm. You know, this probably isn't the right way to go. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, and your because face I think I owe, I owe that to you. My face doesn't. Your lie. Your face does not lie. There are times where I know what you're thinking before you even before you, even if you don't want to say it. I'm like mm, Danielle, what what the wheels are turning, or Danielle, you didn't like what just happened. Whether it's something that you saw behind me, behind Rob, behind Al, something of that. I sort. don't have a poker face. Yeah, it's just you never play poker you will that's just don't quit your day job if you decide to do that in the moonlighting moonlighting midnighting no moonlighting Moonlighting. yeah Yeah. so then the loaded question is since you're blatantly honest Mm -hmm. what what is your opinion of the current rad show because you've heard so many different versions of it i have i love it i i'm excited to wake up and I listen on my phone. I'm excited to turn my phone on every day. There are times when I'll set my clock to turn it on when you guys start the show. Um, six o'clock is a little early for me, but <laughs> I will do it. Um, I think you guys have had a... We've been through a lot the past year. We've had a pandemic. We've had social justice issues. And you've just been able to weed through all of the BS because there's a lot as a person who's not on the radio and I don't have to tell I don't need to tell people my opinion I don't need to know the truth there's a lot of people that only get their news from Instagram there's people that get their news from Facebook and when I come to you I know I'm going to get the truth I come to you for the truth if if, if I didn't know you Mm -hmm. I know that Rob's going to give me the truth yeah so these days you are the one that I go to for the truth I want the I want the real, I don't want any bullshit. I know I'm not going to get it. Everybody on your team, I mean, Queenie is amazing. <laughs> she, <laughs> I had to text her the other day because I don't think a lot of people got her reference. that She, she, she uh, quoted lyrics to the song by the Spice Girls. Yeah. And I that, lyrics. I love that particular song is from one of my favorite albums. And it is because I was listening to this album when my father died. So it's very mm. dear to me. Oh. And I... I got the reference and I and nobody else did and I texted her I was like hey girl I got it no I her deep cut reference. references are amazing and I didn't know what the hell she was doing but then we got a few emails as well yes. during the break said oh Queenie I totally got that and I'm like yeah. I still Aww. don't know what the hell you're talking about there are things yeah. I know about Marie Antoinette she loves that stuff she I she loves the French culture I do as well you know I like that you know Brandon is so dry you know um, Kyle, I'm still getting used to him. <laughs> Everyone is. <Yeah. laughs> Seems like it. But no, he, but but he has growing. a place. Yes, yeah. he does. No, I, I don't understand the Kiss thing. Like, <laughs> why is your favorite band? I, I mean, honestly, I don't get why his favorite band is Kiss. <laughs> I well, I don't. I don't think I've heard a Kiss song. No, you've I mean, heard it. You've just been like, heard, no, not for you've me. You've heard it. But Kyle is growing on everyone. Like he's he's like yes. he's he's found his vibe, and that's his vibe. But and he seems like right. a sweetheart. At first, I was like, babe. What what's what's Kyle's thing? <laughs> and now we know. So yeah. He's yeah. A, he's a big teddy bear. He and is. Yeah. He's a good guy. I've seen so the thing with Don, I remember when Don was going through those relationships because I was going through bad relationships mm-hmm. as well. So she's always talking about my Gary. My Gary. Ah. When I found my Gary, my Gary, and I told her when I met her for the first time, when I married Al, in my head, I was like I just found my Gary. 
<laughs> and I told her that because I, I really, I'm not, I'm not lying. That's how I felt because you can tell she loves her husband so much. That woman would do anything for that man. Yeah. And I'm sure he would do anything for her. I haven't met Gary yet, but I want to. Seems like a total sweetheart. But when I met Al and I married him, I was like, I married my Gary. Aww. He's my Gary. There's an interesting connection there with... So we talked about you and Al and Christine and me, and now we have Dawn and Gary, and then I'm thinking of friends we have, Tony and Carolyn. Yeah. There's this interesting connection of these couples that would literally, I mean, do anything. You can get as illegal as you want, and no one would, not one of us would stop in defense of the other person. Mm. And it's not just, in fact, in this whole group, it's not just the significant other, it's also with each other. It's not, it's not like Christina wouldn't oh. murder for you, Danielle. Right. It's not like I wouldn't for you. It's not like Al wouldn't for Christina, or right. Don wouldn't for... Tony, you know, it, it, it's it, it's an interesting when you get to that level. Yeah, I don't know how to. Well, I w- I would say the visualization I get with that is imagine whatever movie you watch, whatever. Imagine a scene where you're you have a group of your friends in a dark forest, middle of nowhere. Everyone has a shovel. They have dirt on their face. There's blood on their shirt. Everyone buried the body. I see our circle of friends. I see all of us. We're all, and we all just go, all right, do we want to go get a cocktail? Or do we want to have Should we get breakfast? I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. So that that's what I see. And it's just like, you get it done. We get it done for each other. And it, it, it's that is what it is. And it's never spoken of or it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I just cherish the fact that it was just, we went like HOV lane, whatever, carpool lane speed. Um with you and Al and that's and I, I it's just it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things it's related to a lot of other things that have grown me in ways that I didn't think I would uh, when it comes to what I will not tolerate from mm-hmm. people because I'm like I know what I truly love about these people and what they provide for me and if you're not going to level up to that then bye <laughs> and people it. frown upon that people ask me well you haven't really known her that long. It happened when I got married to my husband. When, when we got engaged, we got engaged within what two months of knowing each other, and they're like, "You don't even know who this person is." And then you know, people started seeing pictures of us, and like, "Oh, when did you meet her?" Oh, last month. You guys are together all the time, and I, I it, it is hard for me to explain what happened. Yeah. But I've always said, when you know, you know. Just like with my husband, when you know, you know. You, yeah, I've had some bad relationships in the past, but he came along and I just knew this was this was the one. This is it for me. I'm I don't I will never get married again. We are in this until one of us is no longer here. Right. Yeah. And I I get that. It's and I understand the apprehension, but it's also an element of okay, well, you you can measure things by time or you can measure them by the quality of that time. Mm-hmm. And I think the quality it, it completely outnumbers if not multiplies by a ton the amount of time we've had like the quality of our time together is a lot different so i think people that people that are confused there's your explanation <laughs> well and people think too much you don't you have do. to overthink it if you have feelings for somebody whether it's somebody that you want to be in a romantic relationship with or have a friendship with just go with it go for there is it. no such thing as time Oh, I don't want to call him. It's been three. It's been two days. No. Just call him. Yes. Text him. A man knows when he's interested in a woman. 
and that's why versa. that is it my husband knew what he wanted he wanted me you know what he tells me because he gets mad when i say we dated he said mm-hmm. we've never dated i loved you from the beginning <laughs> we've never Holly dated smooth look at him yeah we've never dated. i know he means every word of it oh no he does amazing He's crazy uh-huh. um i mean <laughs> <laughs> about you <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other that's that's a whole another podcast but robcast robcast stop oh, it god i'm so sorry oh no i really thought she said it wrong i, I did say it wrong no, I you said, said robcast okay. you said it right i just like she just won't get on board um but i think people need to stop thinking about timelines when it comes to relationships because none of that matters well yeah future podcasts we have to talk about um how quickly you and i fell in mm-hmm and the measurements of that. Of I have to call. <coughs> oh, I was like, are you dying, babe? <coughs> a little bit. Okay. Do you need um, juice? No. Or, uh, a banana? A banana? <laughs> oh, this is, there's I another topic. You wait, where's yeah, it going? Yeah, no, it, no, no, no. So like many an actual things. banana. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's her miracle cure, which I've never understood. Potassium. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, we've got to stop because we've been going on forever now. We have. I was like, babe, I think we're past the hour and I oh, was yeah. probably like, where y'all at? No, I told him five. Oh, okay. Can I give my disclaimer about five. picks? Di- oh, she was. Oh, the dick pics dick thing. Pics. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Let's do the, the public days. service announcement about dick pics. Okay. That'll that's a great way to end this. Okay, so I online dated for about three years, and I got unsolicited photos from men, and they were it was up their genitalia, their dicks. It was their dicks. I'm try- I was trying to be nice. This was the first communication you got from them. Sometimes. And so I think they've changed it now. I don't think you can send photos within the system oh. of whatever dating app you're on. Okay. So before, they were just like, whatever. And so I'll just get whatever I get. But I think now they've kind of shut that down to where you can't send photos. But people have workarounds for that. Hmm. So women are not visual creatures. <laughs> okay. Men are. And we can't appreciate that. However, we do not want... To see a dick in our phone unless we specifically <laughs> ask for it and we don't appreciate it if it if you know if you're gonna do it make it look nice like Grim don't make it? it or not ashy like oh there's just so many things put some oil on it but number just don't do it women don't like that you know what i here's another thing about my husband i told him because i liked him i said please i'm gonna tell you now never ever send me a dick pic and he was like i would never do that to you he's like i would never do that to you so if if you if you're if a dick pic is requested Mm -hmm. should it be erect or flaccid oh my god (laughs) ew flaccid we're trying to help like i mean do you want to see it just be presentable i don't want one okay you're never going to request one i would never request it but just if you're gonna do it, just make it look presentable. I whatever, just, whatever that means I, to you. I just say wait until the in-person meeting. Let's wait just see. The- let's just see each other, and then if we like each other. But if you're saying, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful," and then all I get next is your <laughs> schlong, <laughs> like, do you think that's gonna make me want to date you? Yeah, guys do. Okay, so I'm here to tell you that's not true. They think you're going to be like, oh, man, I can ride that? Mm. No. Because half the time, y'all are thinking you're a little bit bigger than what you are. 
Oh. Well, that's the thing oh. is, it's just not attractive. So, it's not. with that said, yeah, that's really Danielle. Isn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Christina's wrapping up the probcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I. And on a high note, that was a good note. A high, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess we're it's done. It's a low note. It's a lower no. body note. No. 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 I thought that was cute. Okay. No. no it didn't work. See? Now you've See, now you've this screwed is it when up. you guys double team me. Fine. All right. Bye, y'all. Say bye, Danielle. Thank you for having me. Mm. I'd love to do it again. Okay. I love that phrase. He's staring at me in a weird... I didn't say... That. Thank you for having me. That is so strange. Bye, y'all. Okay, bye. Bye, cut. Now. Whoever's editing, cut. Uh, but you're, oh, my God. This Your face right now is the equivalent of a dick pic. Stop it. What the... We're I went until the end. I made it without a snort. I made it without a snort. I made it. You're walking off the set now. I'm, I'm out. How was that? I'm out. Drop the mic. Was it good? Drop the mic. It was great. I'm it was asking him. That was excellent. Okay. Did you enjoy this episode of the Rad Probcast? Send an email to rad at radradio.com. A new episode of the Probcast premieres anytime Rob feels like doing one.